0: Welcome to Superman and Lois, the new adventures podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And we're here to talk about season two, episode eight. Is that right? Of Superman and Lois. Uh, More than halfway through season two now. And if you were worried we were running out of episodes, only seven episodes left, you can worry a little less because there's good news. The CW has renewed Superman and Lois for season three. It's one of seven shows the network gave an early renewal to.
1: Yeah. Not surprising, but... Exciting uh, and positive news. Good to know. Yeah, really cool news for fans of
0: the show. Not surprised. And don't want to... Nothing is guaranteed, so we shouldn't act like this was a given or anything, especially with Warner Brothers and Discovery are emerging. The CW is up for sale. Things are moving. But the Superman and Lois is one of the top performing shows on the CW. And they also, behind the scenes, They I think it was a three-year lease. That Smallville, giant Smallville town that they built, basically, is a three-year set with a potential for three more years. So they could always use it for something else, but I think uh this is this was always likely that it would get at least three seasons and, and hopefully more. And according to the Hollywood reporter, Superman Lois is said to be a top performer on HBO Max as well. Whatever that means. I not to like that's awesome that it's doing well, uh, but with streaming, it's just we don't know what that means exactly. Like it's a top performer. Okay. What is that? Just yeah. because streaming don't doesn't give numbers, so it's kind of vague, of course, but that's really cool and, and, and encouraging news.
1: Yeah, it's it's exciting, and I don't know, there's not much else to take from it that other that wouldn't just veer into wild speculation, but yeah, it's just nice to know that we 100% are getting season three.
0: Always good too to know you're getting another season before finishing the current season, so um, that's cool. The CW is usually good about that. It's been a little different with a potential
1: sale, but uh, good news. So yeah,
0: episode eight, Into
1: Oblivion. Lois, Clark, and Natalie notice a difference in John Henry's behavior and fear something might be very wrong. Meanwhile, Kyle encounters an awkward moment with Lana while stopping by the house to pick Sarah up for school. And lastly, Jonathan and Jordan brace themselves when they realize a talking to from their parents is headed their way. Yeah, Uh, good description of the first five to ten minutes, as usual (laughs) there.
0: Uh, This was directed by Sud Sutherland and Gregory Smith. Um, I noticed in the credits that it had both of them listed. Uh, It's Sud Sutherland's second episode, Gregory Smith's fifth episode, so I don't know why there's two directors i mean we don't really need to speculate on that i don't know if some part of it was reshot or if my guess is it was something to do with a certain actor that was only available certain days and they might have done those scenes batch those scenes together um and so gregory smith might have directed those or something i don't know um you can't tell that there's two directors on here but it was written by juliana james her second episode and christy korzak her fifth episode of the show what did you think of this episode um
1: this one i don't know it I don't have a whole lot of it it definitely was not bad. Let me just say that it was not a bad episode. um, But of all the episodes this season so far, this definitely feels the most padded with extra storylines that I wasn't super interested in. Um, But like I said, still not bad. And there was some there was some pretty good um, advancements with some of the stories that I wanted to see uh, more of. But this was the first time that I maybe was a little bit bored during some of the scenes. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I can see where you're coming from there. I thought it was just a solid episode,
0: another solid episode, and I, I could say this about pretty much every episode this season. It's, um, this show does a good job of structurally feeling different from week to week. Um, largely, it's not like we're going to the same locations in the same order. Issue is presented. It's it's not like that. But I think narratively, it's kind of working. Narratively, it does feel a little bit similar from episode to episode, especially as we're in the middle. There, we're just getting story points inching forward week after week you know it's like they they want to have this story over 15 episodes and so we're going to get a little bit of movement on all these different stories here and there uh and so that's why that does this one again so again I'm I'm always saying I'll see the
1: whole full season
0: and then I'll be able to give a better yeah.
1: idea of how I feel about it but let's get into it here i i think a, a good analogy for this would be like if if the season is a roller coaster um this is the middle of the season so like we've been climbing up the hill and we've just hit the very top of the hill before you drop and things go, you know, crazy for the rest of the ride. And so this might feel a little bit slower, but it is setting up the really big things after we fall off that cliff. So I don't know oh, if that, that makes any sense or not, but that's a that's a really good
0: point. We are we're still climbing and, you know, you get that cring, 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 going up the roller coaster before uh, I think it'll be a few episodes before it really gets crazy. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong there. But yeah, it's a, it, it is slowly building.
1: So yeah, getting right into it, it starts off with a flashback of Natalie and her AI, which inexplici- inexplicably has a German accent for some reason. It <laughs> it it made me giggle. It I don't know if there's a story reason we'll ever find out for that, but it, it's just kind of funny that it has a German accent. <laughs> I, I do like that that she had her own unique AI. It yes. was a little tough to tell
0: understand certain things just with the with the German accent mixed with a uh, the sound. Uh, you know like the the ai sound however you know what i'm saying so yeah uh, yeah, i thought that was funny but
1: i kind of like that it was unique but sometimes tough to hear yeah but there's a there's a number of flashbacks for natalie um in this episode and uh, her ai explains that there's a temporal distortion and at one point she puts natalie into hibernation for six months while she tries to find her dad and finds his the signature of his suit and they have to she's like saying it's dangerous to go after it but Natalie says that you should go after it and again we don't really find out exactly how they get through i guess the temporal distortion is maybe the most info we'll get an explanation of how they move between worlds
0: yeah um this the whole john and natalie coming over has been really pieced apart i think some of that's going to come in the the tie-in comic maybe we'll, yeah. we'll finally get the full story there but we still have a lot of questions with how this actually happened um that was a, a year ago it says that this that john henry arrived you know, those mm. are rough numbers there, but this is presumably—are we assuming that red temporal distortion, all that stuff, is crisis on Infinite Earths? I or think so. yeah, I, that would be my guess. My guess is I always initially assumed that it was somehow tied into Crisis on Infinite Earths, and they didn't really get into that in season one. I wonder if they will, since they didn't get into it. Maybe they'll reuse that, and it has some connection to the mirror world, the inverse world. Yeah. Um, but it, visually, it reminds of crisis on infinitors the antimatter wave all
1: of that stuff so all that being said though i i did enjoy this and it's i i like natalie as a character and it was nice to see more of her and to kind of see what she had to go through and sacrifice to to try to find her dad which gives more context to some of the emotions that she's having in this episode yeah natalie was good
0: in this episode again and her and her dad you know this reminds us her and her dad are really they've only got each other their world we don't know what happened to their world uh and here it's it's very different so it's good to have that reminder i guess
1: so after that initial flashback clark and lois visit john henry in the hospital and he's having memory issues or confusion issues he he thinks lois is his lois from his planet for a bit but then realizes that it's wrong so he's it's not like completely um damaged and the doctor says it's just temporary Uh, but natalie is still pretty upset about that and blames clark probably, understandably, uh, for it happening. And she really doesn't trust Clark because she doesn't know him that well.
0: Well, and he looks like a, a killer from her world. So that probably is, is a tough situation to deal with. Yeah, really awkward John Henry talking about his girls. Uh, yeah. I wonder how long that's going to go on for him. I know they said it shouldn't be long, but we'll see if that if that comes back again.
1: Uh, and then we go to the Cushing house and Kyle's there to pick up Sarah. And it's, it's awkward and tense, to say the least. And then I think we can kind of just group all this together because this was i guess to me this was the part of the episode that felt a little bit padded out was kyle and lana preparing for the debate and there's definitely some there's good moments and lana gets to basically speak her mind to kyle for the first time and basically just call him out for how stupid he was um but i'm usually i've usually been surprised by how much i've liked the cushing storyline and this is maybe the first time that i was surprised by how much i didn't really care for it (laughs) uh
0: yeah i should i should say i Continue to like that they're focusing on non-superpowered characters and and just everyday regular people in Smallville. I really like that, but again, kind of like last week, it is a little jarring. When jumping ahead here, we're led to believe that Lucy may be dead, and then we yes. cut to Lana and Kyle debate prep. It, it's just a little jarring, similar similar to last week. Um, I don't I don't dislike this storyline very much, but it is a little awkward with how it fits in that it, it came if it came earlier in the episode i think that was just a a strange choice to lucy may be dead boom anyway yeah here is what where Mayor dean is going to get you in this debate that's um a little jarring it's tough to get invested in that when it's we're
1: worried about lois's sister yeah and that's a i think that's a good point like even when it's more engaging and you're more interested in the storyline or at least personally it's it doesn't feel as jarring because you don't forget about it like it's almost that it was I don't want to say too boring, but just like I wasn't as interested in it. So I forgot that it was happening. And then, like you said, when you cut from thinking Lucy is dead to this, it's super jarring because you've forgotten that that is even part of this episode because there's bigger things to to focus on. Um, but back at the Kent farm, <laughs> they're trying to figure out who should have to talk about John or talk to John about where he got his drugs from. So they do rock, paper, scissors, Roshambo and, and Clark loses to Lois and says, man, every time. So <laughs> I don't know. She she probably is using her uh, intimidation and wits to, to outsmart him every time and, and beat him at rock, paper, scissors. But that was just a nice little touch. Yes, of course. Yeah, sweet moment um, but, between
0: the two. Like, yeah, I love all those sweet. moments. I wish there had more of them.
1: Clark and Lois are on good terms, and it's nice to see them. But uh, Clark is definitely not on good terms with John, and that's, oh, that man. is tough, again, to see in this episode, um, the way that he talks to him and just how disappointed he is in him. Yeah, he's
0: he's pretty brutal. Obviously John did something really stupid, continues to to maybe do something stupid, but um wow, yeah. Clark is is really rough on him. Really yeah, really and rough on him. And, and Lois even just, calls him out at one point. Right. And John, I think that's going to lead somewhere, you know. She said, "Trust me, don't let this fester,"
1: or whatever she says. Yeah, I think it's going to cause a problem. But we find out when Clark is talking to to Jonathan that they've had to forfeit all the football team has had to forfeit all their wins and canceled the rest of the season, um, which is understandable and the right thing to do. But that is a that is a huge consequence of Jonathan's actions. And he says it's the first time in Smallville history was XK against the rules Did they put that in the rule book. (laughs) I think we 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 talked about the Airbud rule the last time, but I guess evidently they, they don't follow that.
0: I bet Coach Gaines would be arguing that again. Second episode in a row where I really want to see Coach Gaines' reaction. Yes, <laughs> to the football season being canceled, like that's his life, and also uh, is that going to impact his salary? What's going on? I, I really could have used some some Coach Gaines
1: jokes in in these last couple episodes. This also, I I don't know. I'm just putting it out here. This seems like the perfect like supervillain backstory for Coach Gaines, as he's oh. scorned and like really upset that. You know, like I said, his his livelihood, his life, his football is over because of this drug, so maybe it's his turn to turn to this drug and use it to become a supervillain. There we go. He sits in a sauna that has XK in it and <laughs> yes. he can shoot fire. There we go. Uh, but, we figured it out. So sorry to anybody if we just spoiled the rest of the season for you. Uh Jonathan, though, is still not admitting who he got the drugs to or drugs from. Um, and yeah, so Clark's not super happy about that, but he gets called away by Sam and I can't remember exactly how he put it, but something about like it's always the worst timing, and he's like, "Except this time." Like, basically, he's just saying, "Actually, I do want to leave right now. I don't want to look at your stupid face." I I think the way they're playing it is that Clark was
0: such a a do-gooder that he can't understand someone using drugs or doing anything like that, especially his own son. I think that's the way it comes is the intention. It comes off a little bit as Clark being um a little childish in it. (laughs) You know, the now's a good time to get called away. For an emergency i hope there's a nice tornado plowing (laughs) through the middle of the country or something that it comes off really kind of immature or or childish at least in some ways uh the way clark did that
1: yeah and yeah i hope this gets resolved soon because it is it's super tough to see him act that way towards his son um but he may be called away but lois is still there with the boys and jonathan's gonna have to do classes online And he has to get a job, and they've already gotten him a job at Britain Dunn's, which is the convenience store owned by one of their friends from school. So Jonathan's going to be going to work and going home, and that's all he's allowed to do for now. Uh, Then we see General Anderson meeting with Allie, although I think he's probably been stripped of his titles now. Uh, So just call him Anderson. He's meeting with Allie, and he explains that he has both pendants, and she says that they can finally ascend. um, And that's revealed that he was actually meeting with the inverse version of Allie in the the mirror world and so he's back in our world and tells that Allie. this is getting confused um but she says that they can they can now all cross over and become gods which is very ominous and i don't don't know why anderson is hanging out with
0: her yes very vague and very ominous that is that is one thing i think we last episode in this season has done a good job of why anderson would turn on superman i don't know that we have a good reason yet for why anderson would work with Allie. Um, yeah. so, so that's, I, I do see Anderson turning to, against Superman, but I'm not sure what his motivations are here other than Superman doesn't like Allie, told him to investigate her. And so he's now working with her. Um, I don't know that we know why.
1: Maybe there are some psychological side effects to taking that much XK because he was puffing that stuff pretty fast in the previous episode. So I don't know if that changes it at all, or although we haven't really seen that happen to anybody else. So yeah, it is. It is a little fast for Anderson to be moving this fast to being full evil. Um, Just a little note, Jonathan, right after this, is basically talking to Lois about how he's scared that his dad hates him and that that's heartbreaking to hear. Yeah, and you really can't blame
0: John for thinking that. Uh, We haven't seen Clark show any compassion to him uh,
1: recently. so (laughs) Understandable. Uh, And then this sets up the part that I was most confused about and I understand that it has to happen well I don't know maybe you could do something else for the plot but Chrissy calls Lois and Allie has called and wants to do an exclusive interview and they're both just like oh yeah that makes sense this is you know she did drug you and like they talk about the fact that she drugged her and stuff and she's like yeah but you have to for this interview so Lois is gonna let her go by herself and two sketchy guys in a blacked out van come (laughs) and pick Chrissy up take her phone make her put on a hazmat suit and she's still okay with all of this i don't know chrissy just does not come off as very smart and i think her character is supposed to be smarter than that so this part was just a little bit hard to believe um, but it does set up the rest of the story i i totally bought her willing to go i, I think that does
0: fit chrissy's character um but maybe have a backup plan uh, right. of some kind a way of tracking uh figure out some way to uh other than just getting in a van putting on a hazmat suit and
1: saying all right let's go or just like a hey check in every 15 minutes If yeah you don't, then we'll, we'll come for you something tell superman yeah um but back at school sarah tells jordan about her dinner with aubrey explains that they're just friends and she wants them all to hang out to get rid of the weirdness um still don't not sure if that's a great plan yeah i don't know either um mm-hmm. i i
0: guess i give credit for sarah for trying to try um yeah. man aubrey what does she do she's presumably in school Driving two hours to go to a diner uh, all the time. I don't, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I don't know where they're going with that at the end. I don't know if that's going to... Jordan not showing up later is going to force them apart somehow or, or what their plans are there.
1: Yeah, I can't see Sarah being too happy about that. Um, but while this is happening, Jordan hears, uses his super hearing and hears Candace getting yelled at by a sketchy drug dealer guy who wants his money from her. Yeah, so he how did I even get in the school? I don't know, especially because they've had... <laughs> I think they showed them having security, extra security, yeah, right?
0: I don't know. They they had the.
1: I guess that the they were just there to do it,
0: just for the drug sweep. I don't know that Smallville. It makes sense that that Smallville might not have security or anything like that. Still, but yeah, he is. But funny,
1: Jordan has a uh, put two and two together and understands who Jonathan is covering for now.
0: I'm a little surprised that Lois and or Clark haven't. If John isn't giving them answers, that they haven't. Remember that they're two of the greatest investigative reporters in the world, and maybe <laughs> we can figure out we can figure out who the supplier and who the dealer is in the small town of Smallville. And instead, they're just yelling at their son to tell them. I'm a little surprised by that.
1: Yeah. At the same time, though, I d- I understand that they definitely they want to hear it from Jonathan. and They want right. him to to explain to him.
0: There's that. But I also you know I don't know that I can Lois and Clark still just being <laughs> cool with that. I could see them trying to figure it out on their own and still wanting to hear John to. To admit it to them. Yeah. But I I am a little surprised they haven't gone after, looked into that because it doesn't appear very hard. Just follow the sketchy guy attacking Candace and and figure stuff
1: out. Uh, Superman goes to the DoD with Sam and Sam's on temporary duty. So he's in charge now. Um, And they they look for the pendant and see that it's missing. So General Hardcastle has apologized, but she's not there so i i thought she was going to step into anderson's role but i guess sam is taking over for a while uh but the pendant is missing and anderson has it and he's gone to the mine and clears the way for Allie and her team to show up and they're all wearing hazmat suits and chrissy is there with them and just going along for the ride uh back at the farm sam and clark phil and lois and that's when they get the the weird text from lucy that sounds like a goodbye and Clark takes off to check on her, but she's not at her apartment. Um, but he thought she was at her apartment because Sam has been tracking her phone. And just a, a funny moment of like a hard cut of Lois saying, "Wait, do you track my phone?" And it just <laughs> cuts with Sam having a weird look on his face. <laughs>
0: that was hilarious. Is anybody surprised that <laughs> Sam would track his daughter's
1: phones? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be kind of weird if he wasn't tracking their phones. Yeah, off, that would like. be more surprising. They're gone. I have no way of finding them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they figured totally out the lane thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> They, they figured out that they've gone to the mines to try to, to go through the same portal that the doppelganger came through, and people start going into the portal, including Chrissy, and they're just kind of being floated up into the air, but as they get to the, the barrier or whatever, they're being disintegrated, and it doesn't look like a good process for them to be going through, and people start freaking out.
0: Yeah. So I guess that, that green suit that the other Inverse Kalel wore was his
1: version of the hazmat suit. That's why he was yeah. wearing it. Okay, makes sense now. And that's I think did we know for sure that there was a portal in the mines and that's where he came we have def- I don't think we've seen the portal before, but this is this is I guess 100% confirmation that that is how he got through.
0: Right, we don't we didn't get specifics, but there there was that phone call from episode 2 where something came through and it's bigger than we thought. So implying there was some sort of portal or something.
1: Uh but Superman shows up just in time to save Chrissy, uh one other person like a nameless henchman and Allie because uh anderson takes another puff of xk and then steals the pendants and goes through the portal and Allie is trying to to follow after him um but superman pulls her out before she dies but it looks like anderson made it through it he didn't look like he went had the same like disintegration that the other people did yeah that's what it looked like and we didn't we don't the other people were just random
0: people right we didn't know any of those uh a good moment of acting when when Chrissy says we're the only ones you saved I thought that was really cool and really powerful like oh man
1: I just thought it was a good moment yeah it definitely was and this this lines up with what we we're talking about before of Anderson just going full evil really fast and I I guess he maybe he has seen the power that is possible on the other side and has decided you know I've I've broken enough rules already I might as well go all the way and just kind of be the ruler of the world I guess I, I guess we yeah we don't know what his goals are? Yeah. Sure,
0: let's go over there. Merge
1: with my other self. Sure, why not? That sounds cool. Uh, Sam shows up at the mine, and he very understandably is very upset because he wants to know if Lucy was there because they got that weird text. She's been hanging out with Allie, um, but they don't know if Lucy was one of the ones who went through and disintegrated already. So he does not know if his daughter is dead or alive. Yikes!
0: And that's where we—that's when the the awkward moment where it cuts
1: to um. We we quickly start going to the Cushings about their stuff. Um. Yeah, and there's also. Natalie is mad at Clark because he didn't pick them up when he said he would, but he has a pretty understandable excuse and John Henry kind of tries to point that out, but she's, she's still mad at him because she doesn't trust him.
0: Yeah. And Clark should learn not to say, oh, I'll definitely be there to pick you up when he's Superman.
1: Uh, But Jordan goes to see Jonathan at work at the general store and explains that he found out about Candace and he's not going to tell their, their parents about it. So I still think it's still on Jonathan to, to tell them eventually. And then back at the DOD, Sam is questioning Allie. He wants to know the names of the people he went through because he wants to know if Lucy went through. Um, she's not being helpful at all. In fact, she's being very antagonistic and basically saying, like, don't you just feel the same way as when your wife left and you're a bad dad and a bad husband and a terrible person? And he's getting pretty upset and Lois has to step in and get him out of there because he's he gets right up in her face. I don't know if he was going to hurt her or what, but he was definitely not in a, his right mind. Yeah.
0: and. Allie really wanted that. She's got I, whatever she wants. She she uh, wants yeah. to upset Sam, apparently.
1: So she, I thought she was going to be more upset or feel, seem more frazzled because things didn't go according to plan. I think she was the one who was supposed to go through with the pendants and Anderson has messed that up. So I, I thought she would be more worried or at least seem more worried and scared that this has happened. But she's very good at putting on uh, a confidence that maybe she doesn't actually.
0: Well, I think she does because she's got a bit of a backup plan. That's true. That's we'll that we get that later. to later. Uh,
1: but back at the the farm, John Henry goes to the barn with Clark and tells Clark that it's not his fault and apologizes for Natalie. He wants Clark to, to show Natalie, um, but Clark has to because he hears someone in Lucy's apartment, and it's Lois looking booze about her leaving. Again, Betsy Tulloch is such a good act. This is a really emotional and powerful so trying to figure out why why she left, even after everything that happened with a tough moment to watch, but very well acted.
0: Yeah, and a great Clark and Lois moment where... She talks about how everybody's leaving, and he says, well, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, a yeah. cute moment between the two of them.
1: And the back at Britton Dunn's, the convenience store, Candace shows up and explains to Jonathan about the, the sketchy guy who she owes money to. So Jonathan walks her home. There's a sweet teenage love moment where she says she loves him. I don't think Jonathan says it back. He just kisses her. <laughs> so like no. they're all Han Solo move. He, uh, he avoids it very well, <laughs> Yeah. I guess. Very smoothly. <laughs> uh, And he's he's rescued by the drug dealer showing up. And he's, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being mean. Uh, but the drug dealer shows up and picks up Candace. And he takes XK and starts fighting with, with Jonathan. And at the exact same time, Jordan is supposed to be showing up for the dinner with Sarah and Aubrey. But he hears Jonathan getting beat up. So he goes to, to save him and presumably doesn't show his face by keeping his hood down. And this gives me some very nostalgic flashbacks to Smallville and his dad doing basically the same thing and not revealing his identity because he's too fast and because he wears a hoodie. Yeah. So quite a, quite a quick fight
0: there. Um, quite a violent fight. Jonathan's gotta be, he was thrown pretty far, has to be in some pain there.
1: Uh, At at one moment I thought maybe he, broke his arm again because he oh gosh he got thrown and he was holding his arm and like grimacing in pain i'm like oh no <laughs> i guess he doesn't have football to miss but there's probably only so many times you can break the same arm and not have permanent damage
0: well then he wouldn't be able to mop very well so he'd That's be out right. of his he might be out of a job
1: uh but after after the fight it was also interesting that jonathan said like don't you ever come around us again or i'll send him after you so definitely pointing out to this regular that he knows who this person is and has the ability to call him and will basically
0: yeah maybe maybe that's not smart
1: uh and then apparently jordan has zipper speed yeah i okay i was gonna ask about that i don't know if we've seen that or if he just had it on command before but yeah he definitely seems like he can just do it whenever he wants now yeah i don't i don't
0: think we've ever seen him have super speed yeah so that's a surprising thing to develop off screen apparently because no neither of them seemed surprised by it or nor jonathan
1: yeah he just he because yeah he just is like oh well i have to go meet up with sarah and aubrey and just super speeds away again so it's not just even it wasn't like it was activated by the crisis of hearing his brother in trouble he definitely can just has total mastery of that power it seems like
0: yeah the only time i can even think of him running was trying to run away from tag very slowly early in season one um but other than that, I, I don't,
1: if we did, I, I forgot it or missed it somehow. Yeah. But Jordan goes to the diner and he decides not to go in with Sarah and Aubrey. He looks at his, his knuckles and they're all bloody and beat up. And I think he's basically just looking for an excuse to not have to go to this dinner. Um, but he doesn't show up. And I don't think even text Sarah says anything to her. Right. Clark talks to Natalie um, and he gives her keys to a separate place that they can live that it's a place that an old buddy has who he's renting out. Um, but he he wants them to have some distance and then maybe they can get to know each other better. So this was a, a very sweet gesture from Clark. And I think he is probably making some progress with, uh, patching things up with Natalie. Yeah. I do wonder who the old friend is,
0: uh, if we're going to see them in the future, if it's a a Pete Ross or someone like that, I think would be really cool to see show up down the line. Um, but, uh, Yeah, probably a good thing for Natalie and John Henry to get out of the Kent house and start to to live their own life, and then maybe casually be brought back into the Kents. You know, more gradual of an adjustment for them than just living with someone who looks like your mom and uh, a dude who killed your mom is probably uh, an easier adjustment for them, for Natalie in particular. John Henry seems to be. Mostly figured it out, memories aside, but
1: probably good for Nat. Also, I do have to say, I like the, the band-aid on the back of his head. It's just the reminder that he got hit in the head. It's not even like bandaged up or anything. It's basically just a big band-aid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is, and they they decide to stay at that the place. It seems really dingy and, and nasty. Hopefully Clark will help them clean up maybe. But um, yeah, I wonder how much of them will see Throughout the rest of the season and going forward, now that they have their own place,
0: I think I think we'll see more of that, uh, quite a bit more of them. But I think it will be a little more of a of a fit for them to to be somewhere else, and they're still in Smallville, still close by. But um, yeah, I, I like this move.
1: Uh, and then we get find out that Lucy is alive because she just shows up at the farm, and she just admits that something felt off, and she heard Lois's voice in her head explaining everything, and that Lois was right all along. And so she she got there and just left. She just walked home from the mines because she decided that she did not want to be part of it. Uh, and we get an, a nice moment with Lois and Clark on the couch. And Clark lets Lois know that Allie didn't have uh, the pendant. But the, the nice nice Clark doesn't last very long because Jonathan gets home late and Clark is pretty mad at him. And this is the moment where Lois calls him out for being a bit harsh and She's like, you know, you have to trust him about something. I I don't think he's lying about walking his girlfriend home. Although, little, does she know that he is leaving out a pretty key detail about that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the boys are keeping more and more from
1: the parents. Uh, but Jordan and Jonathan go up to upstairs and they have a chat and they're they're on good terms again. And I just want to point out that Jordan has a clipping poster on his room which is a very very cool uh band if you want to listen to their music and I was I was surprised to see see that on his wall so he has he has good taste in music
0: never heard of such a thing
1: yeah it's got debate david diggs is the the main guy he raps check it out people you could be making uh, but, all this up <laughs> nope <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> so sam takes lucy back to her apartment and he's just so happy to see her and she gives him some tea and uh if i've learned anything from watching this show so far is don't drink tea because it's always drugged um and lucy has drugged that tea and she knocks him out and she steals his badge and says that she needs to make sure that Allie gets to the other side. She was the backup plan. So um, once again, Lucy cannot be trusted. Um, and I, she, she does actually seem remorseful and sorry that she had to do this, but for whatever reason, um, helping Allie overrides her having to be good to her family.
0: Yeah. I kind of like this. Yes. Don't drink the tea. Cause it tastes like dirty water. <laughs> and I liked it because it seemed too easy when Lucy showed up. I was kinda I, I kinda wanna see them together and happy, but it seemed too easy that she was just be like, Yeah I thought no. Nah. So I do like that she did this. Crazy that she um actually drugs Sam and all of that. That that's a smart backup plan. Um, so I wonder where they're going to go with this. I've seen some speculation that maybe this is the inverse Lucy or I don't know, maybe a merged version of Lucy, but we don't know enough about Lucy out, you know, before the events of this season to really see that matter one way or another. But maybe that's the case. Maybe when she almost died years ago, she somehow switched or,
1: or something like that. I don't know. But yeah,
0: any other thoughts or questions, things that you're thinking of from this episode?
1: Not really. Like I, I think what we were talking about before is this is really kind of, not necessarily slow, but it is definitely leading to bigger, exciting events happening in the future. Um, but yeah, maybe I was a little harsh on it, but... The, the Cushing stuff in particular, I, I don't think I'm ever going to think about that again until I watch this episode again. Um, but yeah, I, I'm i very interested to see how much time maybe we'll get to spend in the inverse world now that Anderson is there. I, I want to see more there. I want to find out more about what's happening over in that other world.
0: agree with you there. I guess let's uh get into next episode. Spoilers and stuff like that if you want to jump off. I didn't see much in terms of Easter eggs or comic book stuff on, on this watch. Uh, we got to Teaser for the next episode, Thirty Days and Thirty Nights is the title of the episode.
1: Yeah, and the big focus of this teaser is that Clark is gone and has been gone for a long time. I'm gonna guess maybe sometime in the vicinity of Thirty Days and Thirty Nights might be the amount of time that he's gone. Um but we don't know why. Um but nobody knows where he is or when he's coming back, and in the meantime Jordan seems to be stepping up and fighting crime because his dad is gone. So I guess that is the reason why he has super speed now and why they had that moment in this episode because they're setting up like he is more capable of fighting crime now. And I, this is a, a storyline that I've been interested in them exploring is Jordan getting more comfortable with his powers and, you know, trying to use them for good. I, something tells me something bad's going to happen because he's doing that. But I, I'm interested to see him uh, go down that path for a little bit.
0: Um, this teaser, sometimes you see a teaser and you're like, wait, did I miss a scene yeah. or something? This is the next episode? It seems like we like there was a big twist supposed to be at the end of this episode, and now we're we're jumping in there. So it's a little, where did Superman go? Where did he... I mean, we could guess perhaps the inverse world or whatever is, is most likely, um, but everybody's responding to that, I guess. That's, I don't know how much Tyler Heckman we're going to see or if this teaser is just a fake out as they usually are, so... I'm not sure what to think of the next episode until I see it.
1: All I know is wherever he went, he forgot his glasses because we do see those just lying on the side table. Or maybe that's me took a backup pair.
0: All right. Well, that is it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon.